Dear loving Father in heaven, the creator of heaven and earth, we glorify your name, Father, for sustaining our lives and making us to be a part of the living today. We thank you for good health and security, protection. We thank you for all the temporal blessings which you give to us. Thank you especially for your word which you have sent to give us eternal life. We pray, Father, that as we fellowship with you now, that we shall actually have true fellowship with you by walking in the light as you are in the light. Grant to us of your spirit and grant us understanding of your word. Put your spirit upon me, Father, and help me to speak words that will be a blessing to all your children who are listening. Help us to rightly divide the word of truth and in having a saving knowledge of the excellency of Jesus Christ. I pray, Father, that we shall be lifted up to heavenly places and a place shall be secured for us in your kingdom. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. That I may know him. January 6. The great I am. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. John chapter 8 verse 58. I am means an eternal presence. The past, present, and future are alike with God. He sees the most remote events of past history and the far distant future with as clear a vision as we do those things which are transpiring daily. We know not what is before us, and if we did, it would not contribute to our eternal welfare. To our eternal welfare. God gives us an opportunity to exercise faith and trust in the great I am. Our Savior says, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. John chapter 8, verse 56. 1500 years before Christ laid off his royal robe, his kingly crown, and left his position of honor in the heavenly courts, assumed humanity, and walked a man among the children of men. Abraham saw his day and was glad. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. That's verse 57 and 58. Christ was using the great name of God that was given to Moses to express the idea of the eternal presence. Isaiah also saw Christ and his prophetic words as full of significance. He says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. Speaking through him, the Lord says, I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. Fear not, for I am with thee. I, even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. Yea, before the day was, I am he. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 3 to 15. When Jesus came to our world, he proclaimed himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. John chapter 14, verse 6. 
the Lord must be believed and served as the great I am, and we must trust implicitly in Him. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is The Great I Am, under the overarching theme of the year for our devotion that I may know Him. We should be reminded that the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ whom He has sent is the purpose of life and is the only way to get eternal life. And that is the only thing we are to glory in, as we have seen in John 17 verse 3 and Jeremiah 9 verse 23 and 24. If we must have the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, we are to know Him in every way He wants to be known. We will begin this devotion by going to the encounter between Jesus and the Pharisees in John chapter 8. An agitated discussion ensued between Jesus and the Pharisees. They were trying hard to incite Jesus or get him annoyed. They, they had mocked, derided him, virtually called him a bastard by saying that they were not born of fornication. They had accused him of being possessed by devils. They had, they had accused him of being a traitor of the Jews by saying that he was a Samaritan. And you see that in John 8 verse 48. In the midst of all of this, Jesus kept his calm. But then he made a statement that turned the conversation on its head. And those who were trying so hard to get him offended became mad themselves. So let's see what that was. In John chapter 8, reading from verse 54, Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is, not, is nothing. It is my Father that honoreth me, of whom you say that he is your God. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him and keep his saying, Your Father, Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Then they took up stones to cast at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. Amen. Had Jesus not escaped, the angry mob would have stoned him, but he did escape. Now, from this account between Jesus and the Jews, what did the Jews understand in that statement made by Jesus that maddened them so much into what they thought was righteous indignation? They knew that Jesus was saying something, that he was not only the Son of God, but that he is the I Am. Who is the great I Am? He is the one that appeared to Moses in the burning bush. As far as the Jews were concerned, they knew no other God than the great I Am. Exodus chapter 3, verse 13 and 14, when Moses asked the question, let's read this, and Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am had sent me unto you. Amen. So from henceforth, anytime God was speaking, the Jews understood that it was the I am who was speaking to them. We need to understand the depth of this. The Jews, let me say the Israelites, when, when Israel, that is Jacob, had taken himself and his children to Egypt, he and his children had died and they had stayed there for over 400 years as slaves. They did not know God anymore. Moses was chosen as the one to deliver them from Egypt. They did not know who God was. So, 
these people, the Jews who came, the Israelites who came out of Egypt, the God that they knew, who introduced himself to them, is called the I Am. That is all that they knew. So the highest sense of God, as far as the Israelites were concerned, is I Am. Now, do you understand why they were offended with Jesus when he said, I Am? Because to them, that is the highest sense they understand who God is. So he was claiming to be God. From our devotion today, that I may know him, page 12, paragraph 2, we read the following words. God gives us an opportunity to exercise faith and trust in the great I Am. Our Savior says, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. 1500 years before Christ laid off his royal robe, his kingly crown, and left his position of honor in the heavenly courts, assumed humanity, and walked a man among the children of, of men. Abraham saw his day and was glad. End of quote. So, 1500 years. Jesus was referring to the day Abraham saw that sheep in the thicket when he was about to sacrifice Isaac and there was a lamb there. Abraham understood that that lamb represented the I am, that he was going to come down to the earth someday and sacrifice his life as we saw yesterday. And that is the way he's going to give eternal life to us. So that instead of us sacrificing our own lives as he wanted to sacrifice Isaac's life, there will be a substitution of the life of the great I am, the eternal God. Think about that. The great I am sacrificed his life for us. Lots to chew upon there. But let's go on to understand who Jesus is because that we are trying to understand God in the highest sense. Yesterday we saw Jesus as the eternal father and he is the one that laid down his life for us. Today we are seeing Jesus as the great I am. Jesus had said, the Jews had asked him, you are not yet up to 50 years. How then do you say you saw Abraham? And Jesus said, the reason is, I am the eternal God. I am. I am the one who appeared to Moses in the burning bush. I am that God. That's basically what he was trying to say. And that's why they wanted to stone him. But let's see further evidence from the spirit of prophecy as to the nature of God. I mean, the nature of Jesus Christ. Signs of the Times, May 3, 1899. You can also find this in Evangelism, page 616, paragraph 1. Christ shows them that although they might reckon his life to be less than 50 years, yet his divine life could not be reckoned by human computation. The existence of Christ before his incarnation is not measured by figures. End of quote. Then, going to Evangelism, page 615, paragraph 2, it says, Christ is the pre-existent, self-existent Son of God. In speaking of his pre-existence, Christ carries the mind back through dateless ages. He assures us that there never was a time when he was not in close fellowship with the eternal God. He to whose voice the Jews were then listening had been with God as one brought up with him. End of quote. The faith I live by, page 46, paragraph 5, tells us, Christ was God essentially and in the highest sense. He was with God from all eternity. God overall, blessed forevermore. The Lord Jesus Christ, the divine Son of God, existed from eternity, a distinct person, yet one with the Father. He was the surpassing glory of heaven. He was the commander of the heavenly intelligences, and the adorning homage of the angels was received by him as his right. End of quote. From all these words we have read, Christ was God essentially and in the highest sense, which is the I am. That is the highest sense that the Israelites understood who God is. To them, the I am is the creator. He's their deliverer. He's their savior. He's their God. And Jesus said, I am. 
there is talk today about how Jesus was not as eternal as the Father. And like I've said before, some people will say, yes, he's divine, but he's not co-equal with the Father. He's not co-eternal. They invent, invent words that don't even exist. What is the meaning of co-equal and co-eternal? I don't know. Those who invented it are the ones that describe the meaning, claiming that he's not equally eternal. He's not equally equal with the Father. Yet the word of God clearly tells us he is one with the Father. He is equal with him. Philippians 2 verse 6, verse 5, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who taught it not robbery to be equal with God. You say, yeah, 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 he's, he's equal but not co-equal. He is eternal but not co-eternal. Confusion, that's what it is. Some say he was begotten, meaning that he was created. So let us examine what these things mean because the Bible says we should not despise prophesying but prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. Let us begin with the texts of scripture that point to something alluding to what some people would say is showing inequality between Jesus and the Father. So let's read it. John 14 verse 28. Here Jesus was talking to his disciples just before his betrayal and later crucifixion. He said, You have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you loved me, you would rejoice, because I said, I go unto your father. For my father is greater than I. So that's the comment. My father is greater than I. And I say, yes, that's it. The father is greater than Jesus, so they are not co-equal. But he didn't say they are not co-equal. It doesn't say here that Jesus was created. Neither does it say that he's not one with the father. All Jesus says there is, my father is greater than I. It's now left for us to understand what that means. Let's go on. So the text that we've just read are the ones in which Jesus says, the father, in some sense, is greater than him. Another one is in the book of John chapter 10 verse 30 and this one is the most important one because we will look at Jesus' comments after stating that the Father is above all. John 10 verse 29 and 30, he said, My Father which gave them me is greater than all and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. So, people hold on to that. John 10 verse 30, you see it? Jesus said his Father is greater than all. Does that not include himself? But they fail to read the next verse, verse 30. Jesus then said in verse 30, I and my father are one. Now, he just said, the father is greater and above all. Then after that, he then said, I and my father are one. What is he implying? I am equal with the father. And if you think that that's not what he was implying, let's keep reading to so just the next verse. Just what, what, how did the Jews respond? John 10 verse 31 now. He says, then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed you from my father. For which of those works do you stone me? Then the Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy. And because thou being a man, makest thyself God. Amen. So when Jesus said, The Father is above all, and then said, I and my father are one. When he said the Father is above all, they were okay with that. Why? Because it means he is not God. He's not equal with God. But the moment he said, I and my father are one, they took up stones and they made it clear why they wanted to stone him. Jesus did not debate that, oh, that's not what I was saying. They said, you are making yourself God. That's why we want to stone you. Jesus did not deny it and say, no, you are misunderstanding me. That's not what I meant. He didn't deny it. That is exactly what he was saying, that he's equal with the father. So when he says, my father is greater than I, it does not mean that they are not equal. And we will understand what that means. But let us read now. From the Desire of Ages, page 19, we have seen this before. It says, From the days of eternity, the Lord Jesus Christ was one with the Father. He was the image of God, the image of his greatness and majesty, the outshining of his glory. 
and Seventh-day Adventist Bible Commentary, page 441, paragraph 5 says, He was one with the Father before the angels were created. Evangelism, page 616, paragraph 3 says, When Israel came to Sinai, he, that's Jesus, took occasion to refresh their minds in regard to his requirements. Christ and the Father standing side by side upon the mount with solemn majesty proclaimed the Ten Commandments. Amen. So who is the I Am that gave the Ten Commandments? Because it was the I Am that gave them the Ten Commandments. Christ. As we have seen in yesterday's devotion, Jesus submitted to, be, to become the propitiation for our sins. He is equal with the Father but made himself of no reputation that we may have a life that measures with his own life. Had an angel chosen to die for us, we cannot have eternal life because they do not have it originally. We only get the measure of the life of the person that died for us. It is only the great I am that can have power to give eternal life. Faith, the faith I live by, page 47, paragraph 3 and, and paragraph 5 says, All the communion between heaven and the fallen race has been through Christ. It was the Son of God that gave to our first parents the promise of redemption. It was He who revealed to the patriarchs. Adam understood the gospel. It was Christ who from the bush on Mount Horeb spoke to Moses, saying, I am that I am. Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am had sent me unto you. This was the pledge of Israel's deliverance. So when he came in the likeness of men, he declared himself the I am, the child of Bethlehem. The meek and lowly Savior is God manifest in the, in the flesh. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, end of quote. So, why is it that the Jews did not understand? Because he came as a human being. And that is the reason why Jesus now said, My Father is greater than I. Because it is clearly written there in Philippians 2, verse 5. He was equal with God, but he made himself of no reputation until today. Many are misunderstanding. The humility of Jesus is too great for people to understand that he's equal with God because he chose willingly to subject himself to be under the Father. Not that he doesn't have power as God himself, but he took upon himself the nature of man. And by virtue of that, he said, my Father is greater than I. Not because originally he's not equal with the Father, but by virtue of the work he came to do on earth as the Redeemer, fully man and yet fully God. As a man, he is under the Father, but as God, he is equal with the Father. That is how Jesus said, my Father is greater than I. But coming back to what we are looking at here, we just read in the faith I live by, page 47, paragraph 3 and 5, that all the time Israel was communing with whoever they thought was God, that person they were communing with was the Word, Jesus Christ. The person that appeared in the burning bush was Jesus Christ. The one who proclaimed the Ten Commandments, it was Jesus Christ. And Paul understands this very clearly, that the great I am who came in that burning bush and who the Israelites know till today, when they say they are talking to God, the person they know is at the I am. Abraham knows him as the God of heaven. He never introduced himself as the I am to Abraham. But to Israel from the time he delivered them from Egypt, the I am is what they know him as. And he is the one that was the pillar of cloud and pillar of fire. He's the one that is a pillar of cloud and pillar of fire. Like I said, Paul understands this and he wrote in the book of 1 Corinthians 10, reading from verse 1 to 4. 
Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and all were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea and did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. Amen. So, Paul is clear about this. The I am was with them in the pillar of cloud. It was Jesus. He was with them in the pillar of fire. It was Jesus. He was them with them as the rock that provided water for them. And that was Jesus. The rock was the I am. And as we read in the words of Paul, that rock was Christ. But who is the I am to Israel? The first time they had any encounter with the I am, it was as a God of power. In the book of Exodus chapter 3, when Moses encountered the I am, Jesus Christ, in the burning bush, and he wanted to know what his mission was, God told him something about what he was going to do, which was to deliver them out of Egypt. In verse 17, he said, And I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt unto the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. And they shall hearken to thy voice, and thou shalt come, thou and the elders of Israel, unto the king of Egypt, and he shall say unto him, The Lord God of the Hebrews hath met with us. And now let us go, we beseech thee, three days' journey into the wilderness, that we may, we may sacrifice unto the Lord our God. And I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go, no, not by a mighty hand. And I will stretch out my hand and smite Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do. In the midst thereof and after that he will let you go amen when god showed himself to israel as the great i am it was to deliver them from the affliction of egypt with a mighty hand and this gives us the assurance that he who delivered israel from egypt can deliver us from the power of sin which is even greater than the affliction of egypt the faith i live by page 47 paragraph 6 and 7 says, This unconscious babe was the promised seed to whom the first altar at the gate of Eden pointed. This was Shiloh, the peace giver. This was he whom seers had long foretold. He was the desire of all nations, the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. And to us he says, I am the good shepherd. I am the living bread. I am the way, the truth and the life. I am the assurance of every promise. I am, be not afraid. God with us is the surety of our deliverance from sin. End of quote. Amen. I am is to us a God of power who is able to do great wonders as he did for Israel when delivering them from Egypt. Jesus said in the book of Matthew 28 verse 18, it says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Amen. He whom we worship, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, as he is known, he is the Messiah. He is the all-powerful and mighty God and the everlasting Father. We do not worship men like other religions. We do not worship idols made with hands. The mighty creator is our God, and he declares that all power in heaven and earth belongs unto him. Why then should we be afraid? The I am delivered Israel from Egypt. The I am has great power and he can do great wonders to deliver us from the power of sin. The first time the I am appears, his work was to deliver Israel, was to deliver Israel from Egypt. And God wants us to know him. 
Jesus Christ wants us to know him as the I am that little babe that was born that man who was a carpenter that man who walked the face of this earth three and a half years ministering to the wants of men 33 years living a holy and righteous life on this earth though living in poverty that man that was walking on this earth is the great i am and when we understand jesus as the great i am it ought to make us to know him better philippians 3 verse 7 to 11 as as paul said but what things were gained to me those i counted loss for christ yea doubtless and i count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of christ jesus my lord for whom i have suffered the loss of all things and do count them dung that i may win christ verse 10 that i may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death if by any means i might attain unto the resurrection of the dead to know Jesus as the great I am is a part of the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ that Paul counted all things but loss in order to understand and appreciate. When we understand that the God who declared himself to be the I am, that I am, to Moses, who delivered Israel with a mighty power and great signs, and even, the, all, and even all the power of hell and Satan, represented by the Egyptian magicians, he delivered them from Satan. When we understand that the God who declared himself to be the I am that I am to Moses, who delivered Israel with a mighty power and great signs, signs which even all the power of hell and Satan, represented by the Egyptian magicians, declared that they could not match to understand that that person is Jesus Christ of Nazareth, affords to us confidence and an opportunity to exercise faith and rest in him. Not only did he deliver them with a mighty hand, but all through their journey, there was no switch. It was always him who was introduced. It was he who introduced himself as the great I am that communicated with all the prophets. It was he who gave the commandments and wrote it onto tables of stones. It is Jesus that was on the pillar of cloud and fire by day and night to the children of Israel. It is he who spoke to the prophets and patriarchs of old. It is he who came to the garden of Eden and asked Adam, where are you? It is he who promised them eternal life and deliverance from sin. He is the one who appeared to Joshua as the captain of the Lord's host. It is he that pleaded with Israel when they apostatized in the worship of idols. And it is he who came to die on the cross of Calvary for our sins. Think of it. The great I am allowed himself to be shamefully used and abused by men and died on the cross. He who spoke in Mount Sinai and the people trembled. And Moses said, he, the earth quaked, and even he, he quaked. That same God, the I am, humbled himself to the death on the cross. He says to us today, I am a God of mighty power who is able to do great wonders, and all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. And what does that mean to us? Like I said, we have nothing to fear. God wants us to be confident and not be afraid because the great I am is our God. And he says to us in Isaiah 44, verse 6 to 8, Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, I am the last, and beside me there is no God. And who as I shall call and shall declare it and set it in order for me? Since I appointed the ancient people and the things that are coming and shall come, let them show unto me, Fear ye not, neither be afraid. Have not I told thee from that time, and have declared it? You are even my witnesses. Is there a God beside me? Yeah, there is no God. I know not any. Do you know who said all this? Jesus Christ. Isaiah 45 verse 21 to 23. Tell ye and bring them near. Yea, let them take counsel together. Who had declared this from the ancient time? Who had told it from that time? Have not I the Lord? 
and there is no God else beside me, a just God and a Savior. There is none beside me. Look unto me and be ye saved all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is none else. I have sworn by myself the word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return. Who is saying this? Jesus Christ. He's I am. He's saying I am God and there is none else. Isaiah 43 verse 1 to 3. He says, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee. Amen. Verse 11 now. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. I have declared and have saved, and I have showed when there was no strange God among you. Therefore, you are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. Amen. God is introducing himself to us. And the reason he's saying all these things, why will Jesus be assuring us, I am God, I can save, I will take you through the water, I will save you. He wants us to have confidence in him. Have confidence in Jesus. The great I am is our Savior, Redeemer, and there's none else beside him. He says, I am God. I am your Redeemer. I am the Lord. Fear not. And in light of this, we can say, as David wrote in Psalms 27, verse 1 to 3, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Amen. Though an host shall encamp against me like they did against Israel, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. Amen. What is our confidence? That the Lord is our light and our salvation. That Jesus Christ who died for our sins is the great I am. That same Jesus that died that looked like a helpless person on the cross. He is that I am that delivered Israel from Egypt. And he said, all power has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. And he is our confidence. That's Psalm 27 verse 3. In this will I be confident. Psalm 56 reading from verse 3. He says, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Amen. Psalm 46, reading from verse 1 down, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried. Let me take that again. For Psalm 46, verse 1, when it says, God is our refuge and strength, the great I am, Jesus Christ, is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth will be, be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her and she shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The hidden raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, and that is Jesus Christ. 
Come, behold the works of the Lord, what desolations he had made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the hidden. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob, which is Jesus Christ. He is our refuge. Amen. In light of all of this, let us have confidence in God and not be afraid of whatever challenges we have. Whatever problems you may be having today as you are listening to this, remember that when you are speaking to Jesus Christ in whom you believe, He is the great I Am, and all power is given unto Him. Don't be afraid. I Am is on your side. Let us pray. Thank you, dear Father, for the promises you've given to us in your word. Thank you that as great as you are, the great I am. You laid down your life to deliver us from death. And you have assured us that all power has been given unto you in heaven and earth. And this is our confidence that we can rest assured knowing that our Lord will take us through any trial and we will be delivered and that you are our Savior. Help us on our own path, Lord, to be worthy subjects of you that we may know you, not just intellectually, but to have a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ in keeping your commandments, that all blessings afforded to your children will be given to us. In Jesus' name of prayer. Amen. message was brought to you by the angel with a strong voice, a ministry dedicated to preparing people to stand true to God and be ready for his imminent return. For more information and free online resources, please visit www.tawas.org. That is www.tawasv.org or contact info at tawas.org.